Okay guys, so after seeing all the likes on the comment here asking me to do a fanfiction of what if Obi-Wan bought the Death Sticks, it seemed many of you would be interested in this rather ridiculous yet hilarious scenario. I'm going to take a sidestep during the story here. Essentially what I did was I wrote Obi-Wan's life and I carried it out where he was strung out for the entire time, was surfing on different planets, you know, water surfing and, and just hanging out with girls, partying and all this other stuff but it just really wasn't that creative or interesting at the end of it, so I do include the part that you wanted me to write about, but then I go into the regular what-if scenarios that I do, and we see how the galaxy plays out. Please don't take me serious in this video, as it's purely for the viewer's requests, and I absolutely don't think this would ever happen, obviously, but nevertheless, let our story begin. You wanna buy some death sticks? During the hunt for bounty hunter Sam Wessel, Obi-Wan and Anakin ended up inside a large cantina full of gamblers, drinkers, and pawn scum, looking for a good time. While Anakin circles the place in search for the Queen's assassin, Obi-Wan heads to the bar for a drink, when he is approached by Elan Salsabagno, our death stick dealer. Upon the offer, Obi-Wan decides he has been too stressed out over the death of his master, Qui-Gon, dealing with the threat surrounding the Republic and the overall burden of having an impatient, cocky Padawan forced onto him by the Council and Qui-Gon's dying wish. Feeling like he was so powerful with the Force that he could dismay any possible addictions that accompanied the high of the relaxation effects of the drug, he decided to buy one from the dealer. Rest in the galaxy, made them myself, said Elan as his pupils dilated when Master Kenobi dropped the credits into his palm. Grinning, placing the stick to his lips, feeling the effects immediately. Now, for those who don't know, a death stick was a highly addictive, illicit substance readily found in the underworld of the Coruscant and other locals across the galaxy. Delivered inside luminescent sticks, they were a favorite among desperate addicts and foolish thrill-seekers, known to destroy lives and diminish a user's sensitivity to the Force if they were so inclined. <laughs> Obi-Wan staggered to turn around, his eyes bloodshot and mouth pasty white. He started laughing uncontrollably as Anakin had severed the hand of Sam in front of everyone. Grabbing his lightsaber from his belt, he ignited it and waved it around, telling everyone to go back to their drinks, and it was just Jedi business. Anakin looked at Kenobi, asking him what had happened to him. If he was alright, why was he acting like this? Telling his Padawan he had decided to take the night off, and for Anakin to take lead of the evening. He walked out of the bar, leaving his Padawan inside with the fallen bounty hunter. Perplexed, Anakin watched his master walk out as the entire bar stared at them both, sharing the confusion. Anakin took Sam outside to question her, where she was shot with a poison dart by Jango Fett, who flew off behind them. As she died right there, Anakin decided to go look for his master. Searching his feelings, he walked outside into the street, almost blinded by the many signs and glowing shops. After hours of looking for Obi-Wan and asking around, the last place he didn't check was the dance club. Coruscant Dance Club and Lounge. With a sigh, he entered it, walking around, staying hidden as he watched all the aliens drink, dance, smoke, and party with one another. Peering into the distance of the large dance floor, he saw Obi-Wan standing on top of the DJ booth with two toilet girls. His clothes were dirty and his hair was unkept. Obi-Wan was clearly drunk and high. Anakin walked up to him as Obi-Wan jumped down from the table and onto the floor to meet him, the music almost too loud to hear anybody. Anakin, where have you been? All the training and you can't even find dear old me and they say you're the chosen one. More like, not the chosen one. At least that's what Master Windu always says. He hates you, by the way. Continuing to tell Anakin things he probably shouldn't have, Anakin grabbed his master by the arm and carried him outside as Obi-Wan waved goodbye to the girls. Master, what are you doing? 
said Anakin. We have a duty here. We must find the perpetrator behind Padme's continued attacks. Obi-Wan rolled his eyes through mumbling lips. He told Anakin he talked too much about Padme and it was annoying. He said he'd see him in the morning for the Jedi Council meeting and to go back to the temple without him. Ordering him, Anakin eventually agreed and left his master outside the club. which was the last time he would ever see him. The following morning came, and the only empty seat at the council meeting was Obi-Wan's. When Master Windu asked Anakin where Kenobi was, Anakin said he just wasn't feeling well and sent him to take notes. Not believing him, the council pried out of Anakin the full story. With wide eyes of surprise, they sent a recruit team of Jedi Temple Guards and Guardians to help track down the lost Jedi Master. As time would pass, covering all the same events as in the films and comics, Anakin would very much indeed turn to the dark side. However, many things would be different. Firstly, Mace Windu would have taken Obi-Wan's place to Utapau, so Anakin would never have cut off Mace's hand and he would still be very much alive, escaping Order 66. Anakin would also still have his limbs since Obi-Wan never fought him on Mustafar, able to unlock his full potential in the dark side as unmasked Darth Vader. When the time of Episode 4 rolled around, roughly 22 years after these events, Luke Skywalker was met by a very old Mace Windu, where we originally saw Obi-Wan. When Mace Windu gives Luke his old gold-hilted lightsaber, he immediately embarks him on his training to learn the ways of the Jedi Knights, teaching him the seventh fighting style of a pod and his own variation of it which harnessed more aggressive dark side powers. Luke would learn to channel both the light and dark side of the Force, just like Mace Windu had learned through Yoda's teachings making Luke truly the most gifted Jedi of the new era. Traveling to Dagobah to reunite with Yoda and introduce Luke to him, both of the old Jedi Masters began to teach Luke everything they had learned all these years. When he was ready to confront Vader in Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, Mace Windu showed up with him and all four ensued in an epic battle to the death. Father against son and Palpatine matched against Windu, their fight paths destined to have met only 40 years later. Luke cutting off Vader's hand and Mace luckily killing the Emperor. They took Vader to their ship where he was eventually fully restored on Endor and brought back to the light side of the Force at his very old age. The galaxy would know true peace with its new and powerful protectors. That is, until the rise of Episode 7. Thanks for watching this absolutely absurd episode of Star Wars Theory. Once again, you guys requested and I will oblige, my friends. So, what's next? Shall we do a What If Qui-Gon Train Anakin video or maybe you guys have other ideas? Let's see them below. Thanks for the support once again, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends. And as always, may the Force be with you. Now, fulfill your destiny.